0: Well, since, since, since the Biden crime family gets a salary from China, I assume that they're doing something in return for all that money that is funneled through Hunter Biden's crack pipe. Uh, I assume that the Chinese don't, don't spread money around without expecting something in return. Um, what they have done, what, 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 I mean, what it was the first thing Biden did? He handed Afghanistan to China. Because the Taliban is China's ally slash puppet. So he handed the strategic country with all these bases with $90 billion worth of U.S. military equipment to Muslim terrorists allied to communist China. This sounds like a crackpot conspiracy theory that somebody running a gun store in rural South Carolina would, would, would whisper to you over his Confederate flag. But in fact, no, no, it's actually just what happened a few months ago. And we're just so gaslit. We, we, we're experiencing Stockholm syndrome. We're like Patty Hearst, tied to a chair. That is America. We The Symbionese Liberation Army has captured America. We're all Patty Hearst. And we're just trying to get through it. Well, that's that's kind
1: of true. That's kind of true. And uh, the madness of, of COVID has played into this. I mean, I always want to say to people, like, you have to understand, we're living in an insane time. This is, there's, there's nothing normal about this. And we have to get through this together. But one way we do that is by telling the truth um, and by speaking the truth. an open book <laughs> i'm trying to do the show but i'm having problems because john smirek is my guest and he's written a piece at the stream.org with the title can i even read the title without cracking up david <laughs> no david french runs a three-ring circus featuring christian nationalist freaks and in it uh step right up and see the dreaded Christian nationalist. The fact that you use the phrase dreaded Christian nationalist. All right. People have to just read this. There's another line in here where you talk about him. He uh, that He's basically exhorting us to react to Trump's mean tweets like Scarlett O'Hara finding a horsefly in her mint julep. There are a lot of these kinds of lines in here. John, um have we talked about I'm forgetting now because I spoke to Larry uh, Taunton earlier. Did we talk about the film on air that I watched last night? The film is called Mr. Jones, directed by Anieska Holland, a brilliant, Um, a brilliant film dealing with uh, the Ukrainian, the genocide, the murder, uh, uh, the famine uh, brought about by Stalin. It's so evil, but it deals with a lot of what we're talking about here, The, the unwillingness of elite journalists to do their job for the sake of the little guy whose life literally depends on it. That's the story.
0: Walter, Walter Durante was the New York Times Russia correspondent and he was personal friends with Stalin. And in order to maintain his access to Stalin and, and his, his lavish lifestyle, because he, he was a philanderer who engaged in orgies, he also indulged in black magic and would conduct like black masses. He was actually a Satanist. So you had a Satanist.
1: Yeah, black magic sounds nice. He was a Satanist. Yeah. The man was a he Satanist.
0: You had a Satanist libertine, uh, sleep, sleeping with all all the western all the women he could, he could, and lying about the Holocaust that Stalin was imposing on the Ukrainian people, where he just took all the food from the farmers and put it sent it to the cities between 6 and 12 million people died of starvation. Think about that. We don't know within 6 million. That's the rounding error of the number of people Stalin killed. And Walter Durante was sending reports back to the New York Times saying, no, there's plenty of food. The peasants are happy. They've got red apple faces. They're fine. This is just fascist propaganda. And it took Malcolm Muggeridge, and another journalist whose name was Jones, who's depicted in this movie, to expose that fact. Walter Duranty won a Pulitzer Prize for his reporting. It still hangs on the wall at the New York Times. The, 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 that the, tells the, you what to think. See, this,
1: this is the thing, folks. This is the thing. It, there was a time when winning a Pulitzer or being published in the Times or anything, when these things meant something – I've come to a place where I realize, my lord, they mean nothing. They gave the Nobel Peace Prize to Barack Obama before Obama. he had had, it, had an opportunity to screw things up. These things
0: they gave him to him for being clean and presentable and, and well well
1: spoken. Well spoken. Yeah, not playing yeah. too much hoops. He was the kind of person that they were looking for. Uh, to, to push forward their agenda, and they would give you the Nobel Peace Prize if you were willing to play ball.
0: It's, they gave it's- the Pulitzer Prize to the 1619 Project, which is a conspiracy theory about the American founding. I call it the Protocols of the Elders of Jamestown because it says that the United States was founded as a slave owner's conspiracy and that the US, The American Revolution was done in order to stop George III from freeing the slaves. No, George III never freed the slaves anywhere. He didn't free them in England. He didn't free them in the Caribbean. He had no interest in freeing the slaves. It was totally made up. This woman, Nicole Hannah-Jones, who has a master's degree, now has tenure teaching at a major American university. Based on this crackpot conspiracy theory of the kind that you would expect the Nation of Islam to be selling on 37th Street on the street, all Th- the incense sticks.
1: That, that, so that's where we are, folks. So we're we're in a war for truth. And the film, M- Mr. Jones. Now again, it's not a family film. There's some dark stuff in it, but boy, was it a bracing tonic uh, to watch last night. Very well done. But it also is interesting because Agneska Holland knows communism and she lived uh, in – I don't know if it was Prague or, or in Hungary, Poland. Poland I Poland. can't remember the details of her, her life, but I have had the privilege of meeting her. And the fact is that she tells the true story of how journalists – journalists went along with the narrative to you know keep their fancy apartments or whatever it is and today – Today, Walter Durante, New York Times satanist, he still has his Pulitzer Prize. They de- they declined to uh, to take it away, even though what he did was you know if they were an anti-Pulitzer, uh, if there were a, a devil's prize, he would win that prize. But that's kind of where we are. Just so people understand, that's where we are today. And if you don't use your voice today, you're part of that problem.
0: That's right, and. and- Today, the political prisoners you should be worried about are the January 6th prisoners. Today, the people who are rotting in jail for showing up and asking that their votes be counted instead of the votes of the dead of World War I, those people are rotting in prison waiting trial, awaiting charges, being denied evidence, being exculpatory evidence, videos being held, the FBI not showing the video from the Capitol. Our government is acting like the East German Stasi towards these people. That that tells me there was definitely something to the theory the election was stolen because otherwise they would not have a gulag in Washington, D.C. to punish the dissidents who dared – Ask questions about it. If, if this election had been honest, they would have just laughed at us. But instead, they tried to disbar Sidney Powell, a friend of mine. They, they tried to disbar Rudolph Giuliani. They tried to disbar Ted Cruz for even for even asking questions meanwhile the democrats every time a republican is elected they try to withhold the electors they question the election they take over state capitals they took over the u.s capitol to protest brett kavanaugh when whom they falsely accused of being a rapist let's not forget perjurer christine Blasey ford in the hippocampus is the perjury she's not being charged with perjury which she committed why not I think President Trump if he runs again should promise to lock her up. She John, should go
1: to We should write a book of journey. poems called Indelible in the Hippocampus. We're gonna be right back can, talking to John high. Smirek. John Smirak, that's why you're listening, isn't it? Admit it, isn't it? Okay, John. uh, News came out that uh, Durham is is really um, homing in on the target, uh, which is, uh, I guess, is like a red dot where Hillary Clinton's heart used to be. Um, What do you What do you think? Uh, Are they going to get anywhere with this? This is just. It's so monstrous. But uh, thank God it seems to be coming out.
0: Yeah, uh, there was an elite conspiracy involving the head of the FBI, uh, the Obama White House, the Hillary Clinton campaign, to spy on Donald Trump during his campaign, to spread lies about him committing treason and, and working secretly as a puppet of Vladimir Putin. And then while he was president, they continued to spy on him while preparing a completely fake impeachment case. These same people now accuse us of being insurrectionists for showing up and taking selfies on January 6th. They were spying on the president of the United States, falsely accusing him of treason and disrupting our relations with Russia, a nuclear power. Could you make the
1: argument that they were working for China?
0: Well, since, since... since the Biden crime family gets a salary from China, I assume that they're doing something in return for all that money that is funneled through Hunter Biden's crack pipe. Uh, I assume that the Chinese don't don't spread money around without expecting something in return. Um, what they have done. What, 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 I mean, what it was the first thing Biden did. He handed Afghanistan to China because the Taliban is China's ally-slash-puppet. So he handed the strategic country with all these bases with $90 billion worth of US military equipment to Muslim terrorists allied to communist China. This sounds like a crackpot conspiracy theory that somebody running a gun store in rural South Carolina would, would, would whisper to you over his Confederate flag. But if I no, no, it's actually just what happened a few months ago. And we're just so gaslit. We, we, we're experiencing Stockholm Syndrome. We're like Patty Hearst tied to a chair. That is America. We, the Symbionese Liberation Army has captured America. We're all Patty Hearst. And we're just trying to get through it.
1: Well, that's that's kind of true. That's kind of true. And uh, the madness of of covid has played into this. I mean, I always want to say to people like you have to understand we're living in an insane time. This is there's there's nothing normal about this. And we have to get through this together. But one way we do that is by telling the truth um, and by speaking the truth. But what just happened, uh, Durham is very slow moving. But he seems to be doing – he seems actually to be doing the work that he's supposed to do, which I think is probably scaring some people like Hillary Clinton to death.
0: I want to make a prediction. There's going to be a – if he gets any closer to the truth, there's going to be a raft of presidential pardons from Biden issued on a Friday afternoon. And then on Monday morning, there will be a fake racist incident involving some actor – of uh, finding a noose, you know, somewhere in a barn and and claiming that it was aimed at him. And that's all the media will talk about.
1: And how about some war with Ukraine? We'll just throw that in. Yeah. 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 We'll wag the dog big time. Well, John, um, you know and I know that many, many people have been praying for this country. And uh, God hears those prayers. All we want is the truth to come out, folks. That's really all we want. It's not about winning. It's about the truth coming out. Uh, We're supposed to be on the side of the truth. And um, John, it's always uh, fun to talk to you. I hope people will go to stream.org and uh, read your article and send it out and create memes. Create memes based on Step Right Up and See the Dreaded Christian Nationalist. Thanks for listening, folks. Thank you, John Smirak. I'm talking to John Zmirak, our dear friend, who has a book coming out soon called Standing Watch. Uh, I've read uh, about more, ha- more than half of it, and John... It is so wonderful. I wish I had a book of the month club, and I could make everybody read this book this year. Maybe we'll do something like that, Uh, because it really is important that we educate people so they understand the things that we're talking about. I don't pretend to have understood these things forever. You seem to have from the womb, but that's just you. What else should we talk about?
0: Okay, so my the slogan is: No Second Amendment, No First Amendment. Now, what I was saying was the United States Second Amendment, which was adopted as part of the Bill of Rights, was virtually copied from the English Bill of Rights, which was pat- which the Parliament imposed on the new King William uh, as a condition of him taking the throne. He had to sign this Bill of Rights. And one of the rights was that any Protestant had a right to carry a gun because they were connecting the religious freedom of Puritans and other dissenting members. Uh, people not in the Church of England, uh, they were protecting their religious freedom from suppression which had happened under King Charles I, King Charles II and they were afraid would happen under King James II. So our founders took this piece of the English Bill of Rights and put it in the American Bill of Rights. Only every American citizen is guaranteed the right to carry a gun. Now what did they mean by this? Well, we know what the founders meant because they had debates. They debated whether or not to ratify the Bill of Rights. And one thing all the founders agreed on, from Jefferson on the left to, to, to Hamilton on the right, was that an armed citizenry was the last backstop against tyranny. They all said, well, we're putting in checks and balances. We're putting in decentralized power, the state governments will have power, but ultimately, ultimately, the only thing that will preserve freedom is an armed citizenry which can form citizens' militias and overthrow a tyrannical government the way we just overthrew George III. That was unanimous among our founders. Think about that. This is a country based on the premise, by its, on the part of its founders, that you might have to overthrow that government if, if it got out of control. What difference that makes? Well, in Australia, they tried to lock, they locked down the entire country over COVID. They wouldn't try that here. In Canada, they take p- children away from their parents for raising them as Christians. You couldn't get away with that here. Uh, in Canada, a father is going to prison for not using the right pronouns for his supposedly transgender daughter. You could not get away with that here. There are a lot of things our government doesn't even try to do because they know there are 100 million privately owned firearms in America. And if the U.S. couldn't subjugate Afghanistan, it certainly can't subjugate Texas and Oklahoma and West Virginia if it decided to impose an authoritarian regime. And another connection between religious freedom and... And gun rights between 1914 and 1990, according to the uh, genocide scholar R.J. Rummel in his book *Death by Government*, 170 million civilians were murdered by their own governments. Not this doesn't include war casualties. This is these are not accidental deaths. 170 million people were murdered by governments in just 90 years. And the one thing they all had in common, they had been disarmed first by those same governments or by previous governments. So the Weimar Republic instituted gun control and the Nazis used it to disarm the Jews and the labor unions and the Catholics and the socialists. And it was only once they had collected all the guns that Kristallnacht happened. And there's a great book called Gun Control in the Third Reich by Stephen Halbrook, where he documents this. And you see the memos from Goebbels to Himmler. We need to disarm the Jews. We need to disarm the labor unions. So when I read Joe Biden or Michael Bloomberg or any or any of these Hollywood types saying we need to disarm the American populace, I think, why? What are they planning? What do they want to get away with?
1: Well, obviously... What they're doing, and this gets to this grotesque memo from some days ago, they are trying to demonize certain groups of people. And I want to say to my audience, you have to understand how extraordinarily evil this is when you try to demonize groups with whom you disagree. It is a wicked, wicked thing. It doesn't get worse because what it does inevitably, it leads to violence against those people and it lets – Other people think, well, we had to do it because they were evil. Don't you understand? They were evil. We've been told now for years that they were evil. And of course, they are evil. They're smelly Walmart shoppers. We don't want them around.
0: And that's that's basically what is happening. that's why it's okay for the rioters who burned down whole cities to get away with it from the George Floyd riots while – grandmas and veterans who showed up and peacefully demonstrated on January 6th are still sitting in solitary confinement waiting for a trial date in the Gulag on the Potomac
1: We're going to be right back We're talking to John Zmirak My website is ericmetaxas.com Please go there and claim your free pack of smokes Thank you
0: And know
1: Hey there folks i've got good news and bad news the good news is we're talking to john zmirak the bad news is everything he's saying john <laughs> we are we're some of this stuff is depressing
0: uh let's let's talk about i am that. the bearer of terrible news let me let me I, ask I, you I, I, a, a question tend to make predictions that unfortunately turn out to be true well that's
1: the that's, that's the problem but but god, god has his hand on this country and Cassand, we've been in- Cassand, Yes. It's no, it's no fun being Cassandra. No fun being Cassandra. OK. The other day, uh, Mike Pence gave a speech where he basically it felt to me like he was virtue signaling for the National Review crowd and the Wall Street Journal crowd. Uh, because yeah. the Wall Street Journal, I think yesterday uh, published uh, an editorial um, effectively. Playing the game where, where they put Trump up to be some authoritarian who wanted to overturn the election through unconstitutional means, and Mike Pence, the the knight in shining armor, who refused to do that, that to me is 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 rank nonsense. But I am really horrified that. Mike Pence. He, he he may get some things wrong, but I don't think of him as a craven political actor. Um, that he would say that Jordan Peterson retweeted the Wall Street Journal article uh, by the or Mike. rather the editorial. It, it's horrifying Mike. to me because Trump Mike. was never calling for Mike Pence to overturn the election. That that is that is an absolute lie. But you hear it
0: over and over Mike and over. Pence. Mike Pence is that grubby sponge full of gray water that somebody washing your windshield against your will smears across the, the auto glass. That's how much use Mike Pence is. And I knew that years ago. Mike Pence showed his real character in 2015 when, as governor of Indiana, he he refu- he, he vetoed uh, a bill protecting religious freedom against the gay activist lobby because the Chamber of Commerce told him we can't afford a gay boycott of Indiana. So Mike Pence folded like the cheap pup tent that he is. And I knew from the moment Trump picked him, this guy is going to be as destructive to Trump as George H.W. Bush was to Ronald Reagan. In each case, he's going to be some bland, pseudo-moderate... Establishment Republican filling the White House with boring little clones, little careerists, little empty suits who who read National Review magazine and think that they're philosophers. So I I am not the least bit surprised by Mike Pence. I never expected anything out of Mike Pence, and he has not disappointed me. Well, I was disappointed. That
1: Jordan Peterson retweeted the Wall Street Journal editorial yeah. um, because that, listen, that's folks, disappointing. But look, let's let's be honest. He is Canadian. What Mike Pence? Canadian. What Mike, Penn, Canadian. I, what Mike I Pence mean, did? Yes, but so plot. are the truckers. Okay, Mike. That's P- true. What Mike Pence did or didn't do on January sixth. You can debate that. In my opinion, it was a a horrific, historical error. Horrific really? and yeah. historical. But but. It's one thing to make a mistake or to do something wrong. It's another thing, uh, a year and change later, to mischaracterize what the president said. The president never wanted him to undo the election. On the contrary, the president wanted him to make sure that the election was fair by sending uh, the, uh, the electors back to the states for, for, for 10 days or whatever it was. A far cry from asking him to do dirty work to overturn
0: the democratic election. The people people who are are rattling on about the rule of law should be confronted with the fact that not one court has ever been willing to rule on the merits of these challenges to the 2020 election. They all were dismissed on procedural grounds or grounds of standing. An excellent lawsuit drawn up by the state of Texas and and by its great attorney general uh, went before the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas wanted to hear it. Samuel Leto wanted to hear it. I don't know. I don't know if we had maybe one other vote. But but cowards like John Roberts and increasingly empty robes like Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Barrett wouldn't touch it. So we had no legal recourse for the for the fact that ballots were being harvested ballots were coming in days late ballots were coming in without signatures by the thousands only in swing states that arrived suddenly in the middle of the night Eric you and I wrote a song about this and you performed it brilliantly No 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 I you wish- wrote
1: a song about it I only performed it You performed I, it brilliantly I am the the art garfunkel to your Paul Simon thank you that thank you song, ladies and gentlemen by-
0: Biden, did you know we I managed to get all the grounds for challenging in the 2020 election into the lyrics of a classic Christmas song and forever ruin that beautiful song about our Lord Jesus Christ by associating it with Joe Biden's election fraud. And I will answer for that on Judgment Day and I will defend it because it was funny. <laughs> I wore a blue
1: turtleneck, folks. You should check it out. Um, no, seriously, what we saw happen um, – look, the good news is it's far from over because there are people like you and me and Mike Lindell and many others who refuse to be quiet about it. Dinesh D'Souza is making an extraordinary documentary. It is shocking. It has nothing to do with the machines. This is only ballot harvesting and ballot stuffing. Right. It, Folks – I've seen the evidence. It's open and shut. It's astonishing, absolutely astonishing. We knew it happened, but we now have the videotaped evidence. I have seen it. And I'm telling you, if you think this is over just because the media says shut up, shut up, we're not going to cover it, we're not going to cover it. This is going to be shouted from the rooftops and the people who participated in this, either they're going to get on the right side of history and start singing like canaries or they are going to go to jail because the United States of America – you can't do things like this. This is a free country where the will of the people is sacred. We're going to be right back. We're talking to our friend John Zmirek. Don't forget to go to ericmontaxis.com and collect uh, as many packages of cigarettes as you can get before midnight tonight. Thank you. Was going out. Well, you were coming Ladies and gentlemen, I have good I'm news and bad news, the good news. I'm talking to John Smirak, the bad news, everything he says. OK, John, uh, let's talk about the Ukraine. Uh, the okay. other day I had the privilege of, uh, of sitting with uh, Sebastian Gorka. I want to get him on this program because he was making the case of why uh we would, why we, why we should defend Ukraine. In other words, I was, I was trying to understand, you know, my, in my mind, once the Soviet union fell, NATO is over. You don't need NATO. I never really understood why we preserve this fiction of, we still have the cold war going, even though it's over. Um, wh- what do you for the say? Same
0: reason, for the same reason we still have Amtrak, And that's it. It's institutional bureaucracy and admission bloat. I'll say this. Vladimir Putin is right. Everything Vladimir Putin has asked for from the United States is legitimate. Like what? Wait, I want to just maybe if we go to war with Russia over this, we will be wrong and we will deserve to lose. This is worse than the Iraq war because there was a legitimate pretext for the, for the Iraq war, even though it was stupid. This is worse than the war in Afghanistan. This will be more like the, the Spanish-American war or the, the Mexican-American war when where we were basically in the wrong. Uh, we, the US, our CIA overthrew the legitimate popularly elected government of Ukraine in a coup d'etat That was eerily similar to what happened to our election in 2020. The same CIA deep state types who overthrew the the government in in Ukraine because it was too pro-Russian. We have audio tape of the U.S. ambassador talking to one of her aides. What year? Um, This is about 10 years ago. Right. This is when Yanukovych was overthrown. Right. Right. Um, We have audio of the U.S. ambassador chatting with her staff about who should be the next president because she was the one picking him. Imagine if the Russia overthrew the government in Mexico because it was too pro-American, put in a pro-Russian government, created a military alliance with Russia like NATO is with the US and then tried to take pieces of Texas. That's what we're, what the, the Clintonites, And the Bushies, (coughs) excuse me, the neoliberals and the neocons are risking nuclear war to try to keep one historic part of Russia, Ukraine, eastern Ukraine, out of the hands of the Russian government. Ukraine was part of Russia longer than Massachusetts has been a colony. OK, Ukraine, Kiev, the capital of Ukraine, was also the capital of Russia. It's where Well, orthodoxy okay, but the argument
1: to play devil's advocate. I think uh, people say that, look, if Ukraine goes, then all of, you know, Estonia and Lithuania, they're all going to be, uh, you know, R-Rush- Russianized, whatever the verb is, that they're going to um, cease okay, their national all,
0: identity. First of all, not one American should die to prevent that. That literally doesn't matter. I hope it doesn't happen. That's a separate issue, but yeah, okay. Not one American should die to stop Russia from pushing around its neighbors the way we push around our neighbors. Um, This remember how we freaked out when they put nuclear missiles in Cuba? That was a provocation. That was spitting in America's face. What we're doing in Ukraine, we are putting in missile emplacements in Romania and in Poland that could be used to shoot Tomahawk rockets into downtown Moscow. That's something Putin wants us to stop. And we should stop it. It's every bit as provocative and irresponsible and reckless and warmongering as when Khrushchev put nuclear missiles in Cuba. And I know I'm gonna get a lot of heat for this, but anyone who supports this insane saber rattling should remember that back when they told us, the same people told us the Iraq war, we'd be greeted with flowers in the streets. Thank you, John.